You could throw a hoodie the like you like... in the house. It's your you house. But see, that's another thing. We're going to drag this a little long because I got one more. I got another thing. I know we bouncing around, but it's just me and you so we can do this. Um, Years ago, years ago, probably when I first started going to Target, real shit. I walk into Target, chicken Target, sweatsuit on, Air Maxes on, hat matching sweatsuit, whatever. Short hair not done, but she got nice hair hanging out. I don't know if it's hers or not, whatever. It looked cool. Cute, right. So I scream, yo, what's up with you, Gazi Fly? She like, you really want to talk to me looking like this? Bitch, we in Target. Right, right. Like, right. it ain't like, like, yo, like, you got to be more secure. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that has nothing to do with what we necessarily need to be attracted to you. Hold up, Paul Cyborg. I get the most holler when I'm not dressed. Dressed. Well. Like, when I'm, like, trying to run out, like, don't want nobody to see me, I get the most holler. And it's like. But that also feeds into why a lot of bad bitches say they don't get hollered at that much too I just said that, it's I less just said intimidation that here. it's less intimidation too than you being when you look when you going to work because i've seen you in suits and, and and whatever little skirts and shit that you work in then you might look unapproachable to an insecure male you know what i'm saying so with them being a factor in the percentage then you would get hollered at more when you look like you're not as dressed up because they're actually just looking at you as a, a chick and not necessarily like, yo, this woman by her business, she might not want to fuck with somebody like me. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's a lot of insecurity and in all this shit, though. But and that's my thing. I'm not against insecurity. We're all fucking insecure. Yeah, it's an insecure. Like, I was horrible with it. But I've had freedom since I realized I had it and don't want to fucking do it no more. Right, right. But you know what brings me to um, Aisha Curry's comment when she was saying sometimes she just want to know that she got it. You know what I'm saying? Like... I didn't see nothing wrong with that. Because I get it. Sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I got a ring on. But I'll be like, damn, sometimes I just be wanting to know, like. Mind you, that's a Martin episode. And that went bad for Martin. It did. But. When he took the ring off. But. <laughs> I'm going to keep it G. It wasn't, it wasn't about what she said. It was about who. Like, she's not you, yo. She doesn't pump her own gas. She doesn't run in the gas station to get stuff. She doesn't walk around the supermarket. She doesn't, like, she don't do none of that. She's in a bubble. Like, there's this thing about famous people and Beyonce's, Mariah's, Jay's, and all them people. It's called an onion. Mm -hmm. It's layers of people you got to go through to get Before to them. Get to, absolutely. So, she's not even in necessarily a position to do that, to mm -hmm. be hollered at like she, or, and then you're comparing yourself to the one or two top player in the NBA. Hey, yo. Right, right, right. So that's crazy. Now, the problem with her statement isn't that women shouldn't feel wanted. It's very scary to men, for one, to hear that you have a husband that loves the shit out you, invest in every fucking hobby you have and make them a business for you. It's God-fearing. Never fucking, ha we have never seen him look at a chick or put his arm around a chick too long since we've known this superstar right. young athlete. And that means that you have a and it's not it's not a problem to think about it right. but that it's enough of a problem to mention it in public during the playoffs right. means that you think about it too much and that means that no matter what a nigga could do it ain't never enough right no no i didn't take it like that i feel like think about the pressure think about first of all all the hating females that talk shit about her 
Think about all the shit that she get that she got to go through on the daily. So she like, damn, all these hating ass bitches. I just want to like, pay you know how many niggas talk to me because I'm the wife of the number one player. You in know the how league. many niggas think she bad? Maybe they just respect they your husband. That's the point. She don't know it because she like, damn, these but that's what I'm say saying. Shit. But see, and that's the thing. Like a lot of people said that it was men or the public that reacted to what she said. If you watch that clip, the women at the table said, no, 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 that's dangerous. And then somebody also said, you just don't see it. Which adds to my bubble com comment. Right. So it's not like I made this up. The elders at the table, Jada Pinkett folks, the people, Will Smith, every woman in the world will fuck Will Smith. Be for real. And Jada was a star in her own right, but at the same time, he's fucking Will Smith. Right, right, right. So if these motherfuckers they are, are saying, and mind you, when they said that's dangerous, they was talking about two things, and I don't really want to act like I can speak for them, but I, 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 I could pay attention to conversational energy. Right. They were talking about one thinking, <laughs> having that thought, and two putting that out there. Like make letting it weigh on you that much mm -hmm. is dangerous to you. It's not a problem to have the thought. I want to correct that, but letting it weigh on you that much is dangerous. And two, putting it out there like that might start a reverse thing that might become a problem now he has to have more onions around you and now you don't have a life you see what i'm saying like you have to be careful but that's like it's not the only thing she said she also said that postpartum she had a boob job that was botched up and had the worst boob job in the world she also said that she doesn't feel like she's black enough so her problem. I can relate to that. I understand her that. problem doesn't only revolve around getting hollered at. Mm -hmm. It's a self thing. She got definitely. She needs she to figure these things out. She but needs to sit down with someone. I understand the not black enough thing because I feel like that's even why I have. So if you black enough, everybody. So but that's cut it now, out, and I feel like that's because of, I feel like it's because of a lot of things that I went through. Like I remember when I was um, probably like twelve, and I was hanging in. I was down like 60th Street, and I was with my cousin. Did you say twelve? Yeah, because this is where it stood from. This is where it stemmed from. This is when I started. This is when I, I remember, like, no, because I remember. No. Socks looked up like what? No, because it was some real shit. Because I felt, this is when I felt like I wasn't black enough, right? So, you know, back in the day, everybody was like, oh, yeah, I don't have friends. I got associates, right? So, I fucked the line up. And I'm, like, on 60th Street, like, I don't have friends. I have acquaintances. Where everybody bust out laughing. You know what I'm saying? Started busting on me. And I was like, dang, like. I'm not black enough because I speak differently. You know what I'm saying? Like, because of the school that we went to and the education that my dad made sure that I got and the surroundings and the environment. I was told that by was a female in. that I was interested in that I cursed like a white boy. Right. At one point. So I was like, oh. <laughs> at that point, that's when I kind of like toughened up and started like going through a lot. I was going through a lot anyway. But I felt like them like busting on me. I was like, oh, I gotta show them how black. I, I light, people, you think you all because you like skin, you got light eyes, you got. Your mics keep going out. Good conversation. Mm -hmm. People like, you think you all there because you light skin, you got light eyes. Like, I just couldn't. Like. But that's the thing, though. And that's the thing in our community. And, and, I, and I crack the white a lot guys of light like skin Because jokes. I wasn't a black girl. Like, I wasn't a black, black girl. Black, yeah, you wasn't the fantasy black girl that they right. wanted, Like, the one that they fantasized about. So it'll be like, well, damn. But no, the thing about that is, one, I know where the light skin girl complex comes from. I know that you grew up with light eyes and that you were light skin and that you've always been pretty. But at the same time, mean girls are mean girls. And one of the things in our community is we have the luxury, quote unquote, of making it light versus dark is the easiest way to target it mm. is to be like, oh, she light skin. She thinks she cute. Like I have cousins that had to fight because they had considered good hair and it was light skin. 
and they weren't picking on these girls. These girls was hating or the guy they like liked them for right. whatever reason and all of that. And I was also and I'll admit to this on T on the drone. It was a point in my life where I thought every girl I like was light skinned and then at a certain point I realized there's beauty beauty in every shade. Mm-hmm. So it's a part of maturing too because you know it's fed to us too. You know what I'm saying? But we have no, to get definitely know how far back that goes. The the, the white how deep it is. black dial test was eons ago and it still exists. Which is like I crack a lot of light skinned jokes. You know what I mean? And people take offense to it or say that you shouldn't do it. No, I understand that to a certain extent. I also understand like anything else that I do constantly is actually to break that wall down. Like I call my homies ugly. Because it came from one of my homies that used to shut down when somebody called him ugly. So it's like if you can get it from me, somebody that loves you, and you know I don't think that about you, and you can see everybody else react to it, and you know that they don't take it that seriously, then maybe we can make progress with how you feel about yourself. It's just you see what I'm. It's about I want I want you to feel better about yourself. Like, right. like that's most important. Like, it's related to Aisha, and this woman's gonna be a billionaire. Like, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Right. But I feel like she keeps telling the public on on three, four different platforms in three, four different ways that she needs to figure her out. And I was about to say, they met when they were young, though. They were together for forever, like high school or at least college sweethearts. Mm-hmm. So she never had the opportunity to learn who she was. But she needs to know. She needs to understand that. Exposure. Like, she needs to understand that and take... Because what happens is... But how does a married woman who... Like, not saying that you can't. I'm not saying that you can't. But what is she trying to say when she says, I need attention and I need exposure? Like, what are you... If you have an experience, like other people besides who your husband is i'm not saying a woman can't see the world i'm talking about physically intimately is, what are you are you saying intimately what are you saying and that's i mean but see the thing is but what does that represent to you also because most women and i'm obviously coming from a married woman so i kind of i can relate and i understand so i feel like yeah sometimes i feel like i didn't miss out on some shit i've been with my husband for 15 years so i'm like damn that was like my youth but at the same time i'm like shit i'm married now i can't go and i was about to say but for most women it's ideal to marry a high school sweetheart or it's ideal to get married without a whole bunch of extra bodies on your belt right you know what i mean Absolutely. so then once you get that and you have more than most people could ask for in a lifetime as resources then what does the other stuff matter and how much does it matter and why does it matter so much Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that women don't want to feel sexy but that's another thing too because it caused a backlash on her husband because they were saying well he should be doing more to make her feel sexy like no she says she wants to be cat called right now i don't don't think i have i I totally firmly believe it has nothing to do with him that's completely but she also posted a few years ago (laughs) but did you see when she posted a few years ago like wow i'm pumping gas all these guys trying to talk to me oh my god i have a boyfriend leave me alone. I have a fiance leave me alone no I see and that's that. the thing like when you get it all the time you get annoyed by it when you don't get it then you miss it it feels real similar to the guy that goes around the, goes off to war does two tours and comes home and his wife is pregnant because she needed attention like yo I'm out here fighting for everybody and you needed attention right like at what point is it like yo you gotta to deal with that. you no it's more it's common I've talked to people in the military like no that's common as shit like niggas come home like yo let me tell you how we was just on the cruise and the dude they said that the guy was on the ship for 10 months mm-hmm. but his wife is about to have a baby they like well if he was here for 10 months i know technically you carry a baby for 10 months but 
if he was here for 10 months and she hasn't had the baby yet, who baby is that? That's what the whole... Sh- and the cra- crazy thing about the military life is a lot of, um like, you got duty. So you got scheduled shit all the time that you have to be at. And it's military, so it ain't like you coming you, home you early. You can't be like, yeah, no, baby, so I'm not going. So on a lot of these bases, a lot of these wives is getting ran down on while their husband is on duty or on shift and all that because they know she's in, like, it's it's lit in the, in the, man, listen. If I was killing people for y'all and I can't, man, I got the right to plead insanity with whatever go down after that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to fix my mic. You that's talk. That's definitely, definitely, definitely crazy. Yeah, I don't understand, like, that military life is, that's a whole nother life. That military life is a whole nother life. I don't. I don't think. Um. I. I. It's only strong survive, yo. <laughs> <laughs> only strong survivor that would. Um. But yeah. <laughs> I would, yeah. But it's all good. I just. But I definitely relate what she was saying. But again, like you know, as a woman, I mean, that's about being responsible too. I don't want to be out there looking like no hoe. Like who want to be out here looking crazy? Like I'm cool. I just want to know I still got it. So I appreciate when. You know, I get the little looks to know how you doing. So I'm good. Okay, no, I'm and you should. I'm married, and I keep it moving. But you know what? God's <laughs> art should be appreciated. You right. are part of that, and that's cool. And that's why a lot of guys gotta um adjust how they feel about men looking at their women as long as disrespectfully. Like you know what you you know you walking around with a motherfucking flower. Like somebody gonna want engulf that beauty. That's cool with a reason, especially in America. But um, like I really think that there's more so than saying well i felt like that before so she's right why not figure out why you felt like that get to what why how how much that weighs in relation to everything else you have going on Mm -hmm. and realize that y'all both might just need to talk to somebody or y'all both might just need a vacation i mean or like i don't know no sometimes you just need attention like my significant other is but it's dangerous baller but yeah, I it's but dangerous I, for her though. But or for anybody, I think it's dangerous for any woman. But I definitely get it when you don't say. I'm, I mean, I'm not. I'm in a similar situation, but not similar. I mean, I don't see him like a lot because he works at night, so yeah. we don't never see. We don't never see each other. Like yeah, y'all schedule is never. We two shifts to at night. benefit the situation. Exactly. Right. So I see when you, you just want attention, like you just want like he coming, you, you fuck leaving, or you not home. So I get no, the I understand attention. that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I, I can understand relate. That. But it's like but you want attention from where. I just want attention. So if it comes to my husband, that would be great. Like, see what I'm so, saying? Like, right. That's it. <laughs> so I just understand you need attention. Like, I don't necessarily right. need it from outside. Like, right. I don't need it, but I don't see him. So, but she has a husband that travels for fifty. That's games, my point. Fifty games out the year. That's this is my the lifestyle. Point. Like, and mind you, she also has a mother-in-law who's married to a four, former NBA player. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whether I'm not sure if, it, yeah, he's still married to Steph, Ma. Yeah, mm-hmm. he stuff and stuff, mom. So like, she's somebody. She's a resource. And like I said before, you know, um, there's plenty of rich white women that's went through this throughout history. Yeah. You know what they got? Credit cards, volumes, and therapy. And you know what? I'm gonna <laughs> keep it G. I'm gonna have some businesses. That's all I'm saying. They gonna be my babies. Let me. Let me she finish. got businesses. I know. I know she does her cooking and all. She got a lot of businesses. I understand that. This is what I'm saying. I understand. But you that. ain't even in the restaurant enough to get hollered at. Right. Because you right. ain't got to be there. Right, right, right. And you don't take that like my dad take his barbershop. Like if I ain't here, it ain't going to go right and it's over. I take the credit cards. I don't need the value in the therapy. I'm cool. Just give but my you see what I'm saying therapy. though? Like, it's, I mean, retail therapy is a real thing. People Absolutely. feel better about themselves when they, when they look good or when they spend money, which is dangerous. But if I got it to spend, listen. No, and one, if you got it to spend, 
what the fuck? Like, right. you can't spend it all to spend it. Right. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, with everything, we have to figure out why the things that we care about, how much they matter mm-hmm. in scheme of things. Because a lot of the, a lot it's of, crazy I don't want to say depression, a lot of sadness comes from worrying about the wrong shit. Yo, it's so crazy you said that because I was on my way down here, right? And I started feeling my music. I don't know. I think I was listening to, um, <laughs> yo, I be rocking out with the baby. That shit, I still rock out with the baby. The baby kill right? shit. I, fuck I with like it. the baby. I was thinking about if I was gonna, they gonna be here this weekend. I was thinking mm-hmm. if I was gonna see him and Megan the stallion. But um, anyway, they keep hit me up to perform. I'm, like, I'm not paying to perform. Like, right, cut it out. Right, right. So anyway, right, I'm rocking right, and then I look and I see some motherfuckers and some people on the corner who are not as fortunate as I am. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Dad, like I'm sitting here, not really worried about nothing. And they looking like they might be worried about where they sleeping tonight mm-hmm. or when the next time they eat. They're going to eat something that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was just so crazy. That was just on my way here. And it's just like, yo, that was just humbling. So I was well, like, in this city, you know, your way anywhere could give you that if you're paying attention. Right. So I was just saying, that was just my last thought, like a few minutes before. No, but it's here. important to recognize because that means that you're appreciative to where you are because you've been through shit before. You've been fucked up before. You ain't never been probably as low as some but you've been in situations where it could have wound up crazy for you mm-hmm. so like it's cool to remember that shit but that's why we do the shit we do so that we can help motherfuckers and try to do something for people that ain't got it like or don't know how to do it like there's positions there's opportunities there's networks that's attached to everything that we do that benefit people more so than it benefits us mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that we do that directly just benefits us or right. whatever the situation is. But you got to appreciate the fact that you got where you the at. The crazy thing is, it's kind of like I'll be like fortunate when something benefits me because everything I do, I try to do that to benefit somebody else. Like the magazine um, is helping people through information. It's important. And everything that I do uh, is for the benefit of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, even my, my gig that I have is really t- for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like I just happen to be getting paid to do this. But... You know, I'm looking out for somebody else. My so last just, gig was like that, too. So it's just important for me, you know, to just be um, involved. Um, you just fucked me up. It's funny that you said that. Because I miss a couple of them kids. But um, <laughs> every time I used to talk about my gig, people would be like, yo, you do so much for them. And you don't know how much they appreciate it. And, da, 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 da. and I have a couple that I know how much they appreciated it. And I, I, um, I lost one of them. Not, um, he aged out of the program. So yeah, I didn't lose him. Right, but, right, right. Um, after that, mm-hmm. after that, you don't get the, no contact with him or none of that. You know, which is is it illegal? Um, could you contact them if you had his information? It's, it's dangerous. Okay. It's, it's for them. A, for for you and them for your job and for them because if anything like you're dealing with like a you met with you're dealing with friends. a population where there's still the possibility that they might think something different or might say something outside of what's actually right. going on. Right. So you have to be careful. Mm-hmm. But what happens is some of them get so attached to the unit that they'll call. You can talk to them when they call there, mm-hmm. but you don't get them no. your Facebook and your cell phone number. Well, yeah, oh. But so they'll, ask for, similar, know, they'll worked, ask for it. I worked on mm-hmm. a similar um, in a similar situation years ago, and one of my um, clients found me on Facebook. I don't even know mm-hmm. how because I don't even have my real name on Facebook. Me neither. And one of them found me. And she found me. And she People don't realize that's why I still And yeah. it's years later she's still in my request box. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad because I really liked her. But my page but is open so I had to like my page is I had to shut it down. I couldn't even leave it in a request. I had to like deny it. Like block her. What happens? Block them. 
Um, oh, because they can still see everything. It's on? not private, so they can still see everything. And at the mm, time, I didn't peep that. I didn't realize. And that. at the time, I, I was still was private. Then it's not private now. At the time, I was still working there, so what they might see on my page it's not appropriate for what's and I don't know who they still in contact with neither right because there are um co-workers that do give them their information now one thing I was going to do I'm an asshole for this but before I quit like you know I went out on a work miscount but if I had quit I was going to go on every unit and pull up my videos on YouTube so then when I left the kids would have realized it was me they'd have watched it all day Yo, you're, <laughs> you're a stupid. <laughs> I, I, we this the random numbers up. This we the random right. numbers up, this man. Sorry, we'd have been rich by now if I ain't get hurt. <laughs> no, but like I think a dumb shit like that when you sit on the unit all day doing everybody else's work. I ain't gonna lie, like. Right. But at the same time, it's it's a fulfilling situation to be able to, to help say. people and make money. Yo, I love what I like, do. Why I the love fuck not? What I do. Yo, like I get to use my brain. There's so many thankless jobs. And just do like my job is definitely thankless. No, but it's not to it's you. It's humbling, not to me though. Right. But I mean, people don't like when they see me coming the door with their suit on. They don't like to see. Yeah, me. but you know what you're doing it for, and that's the right. thing. Like when I say thankless, people look at it in, in one way. It's like there's certain things that's immediate gratification, and there's certain things that you just know that you motherfucking killed that right you know what i mean and that you did it for the right reasons like everything and i have both i've situated my life for both mm-hmm. i have a podcast i have a radio show i don't know who listening when they listen to none of that who gonna view it who gonna care about it when i do that shit when i'm on stage i get claps immediately right when i'm in a studio and it's it's, it's it's a crowd in there i get what i get immediately yeah. so i balance it out so i'm not knocking immediate gratification at mm-hmm. all because i still have a space for it that I think basketball created. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm so used to crowds and like that from like and for being, me it was dancing. Mm-hmm. It was like dancing. you used to being on stage, right, right, right. And I was dancing and doing oratory stuff and all of that with you, but I never got that feeling I got under them lights on the court. Like that shit is like a different world. I think for me because it was something that I wasn't a natural at. Like, I had to work hard at that and shit. I, I was horrible. Like, like, the stage, like, being on the real stage, like, you know, the people I danced for mm-hmm. and all the things like, I did. Mm-hmm. And, like, them lights, like you said, it's not a court light, but a stage it's, light. It's different. And it's all eyes on you at that point. And I, and I ain't even care if it was, like, the late night runs outside right. and, the, and the court lights came on, but it was packed out there. Right. Like, it felt the same as playing in the packed gym. It was just, like, everybody got to watch whoever got the ball, and I'm scoring. And I was always, <laughs> you know me, I was always the main attraction. So. Yeah, so it's like I get that from music as far as studio and the stage. And that's why I don't really like the business of music because I go to music kind of for that. But when it comes to like this kind of stuff, this is different. This opportunity to explain a lot of the things that people don't understand about me for one. It's a lot of, um, and not so much personality-wise, but perspective-wise. Like that the things I say don't come from nothing. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. they 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 come from a genuine fucking place, but it's also a space like you said where I could help people, where I could build with people. I get that feeling um that I used to get when you used to get the mixtape first, because I got people that come through on the radio and give me right. the music first. Like I, you don't get that with the internet no right. more. You get it at midnight with everybody else. Right. Like no, nah, they they hit me up personal. Like yo, I got a joint. I need you to boom boom boom. And when I hear it, I'm like, oh, oh. niggas don't even know. Right. Like you don't get that no more. And these right. kids will never know that feeling. No. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure they get that feeling from somewhere else. But for us, a lot of that was attached to hip hop. Mm-hmm. A lot of that, like 
Niggas used to go to New York to get the clue tape. I'm about to say shout out to all the DJs now, but shout out to the DJs, the original DJs who had to have the vinyls and had to be out And there. had to have two niggas carrying crates. Yo, had to have them crates and all like. You know how many jobs this new um DJ shit has um X'd out? Yeah. Like, you know how many people got into the music industry carrying somebody crates? Mm-hmm. Or got into shows carrying somebody crates? Or like mm-hmm. started networking from like, it's, it's crazy. Like, and it sounds like a small thing, but like literally Tupac was one of them right one of the biggest things we've ever, ever seen in movie or fucking music was a crate carrying motherfucker right and i'm not saying it as a diss then he was a background dancer right then probably became a hype man and tough. then was able to record as a record tough, right? puff was a background dancer right puff was a hype man right you know what i mean right like puff's still hype man i mean well pipe puff is the <laughs> hype puff, puff is the, the hype hatest. he's the hype niggas the hype but like people have no idea like it's like they say every rapper creates at least nine jobs like djs used to do that too kind of like on some real shit because like sometimes the dancers wasn't the artist dancers they were provided by the dj for the space in between the artists being on stage (laughs) yeah but for the for in between those you still around i don't know but i was a dancer way back in the day you gotta look him up one of them big Jones. Um, Look him up, because you know what would be dope? For you to tell him, like, yo, you gave me opportunity one time, and this is what I do now. And he'd be like, damn, you was the little light-skinned girl. Like, that's fly yeah, for people. Yeah, so that's fly. Like, that's some fly. Like, that's how you get people their flowers. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this shit's simple. But yeah. I think we got to start worrying about the right shit, yo. Sure. I think people worried about the wrong shit. And I know we running long. But I'm not done. We gonna make three episodes out this shit. I don't get to chop it with side. Fuck it. But um, this latest thing with the NFL and my uncle Hove. Now he uncle, he my first cousin. That shit, bro. That's crazy how you broke that down. It gets weird because my man is Bleak's brother-in-law, so like, uh, it gets strange. What's but that? um, no um. <laughs> That's my first husband. As far as the backlash and the division between you got to pick a side between him and Cap. Why is it always picking a side, though? Why it's is it always the ultimatum? Because it's designed that way. Martin and Malcolm, Bloods and Crips. And, and Rodney said, can't we all just get along? And like, mind you, it's, all, it's organized that way. It is. Thought I heard somebody at the door or something. It's organized that way. It's one of those things where it's like, um, yo, see what's going on. Can't have that. And then somebody puts the spice out there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we fall for it every fucking time. And it goes back to being worried about the wrong shit and all of that. But it's like, I could want Cap to have a job. And I could also want to see what Jay could do in a position of power. Yeah. Yeah, um, you said something the last time we were together when you said, like, if Cat wants the job, why are we worried about it, for one? Yeah, he's still trying to get in the NFL. But secondly, I also feel like... Even he was like, trying to buy a team last year. Listen, I also feel like all of that was, um, again, and we also talked about this before, too. Uh, that was um, the focus of the media. They wanted to put us, put them, like, separate them. That's why I said it's orchestrated. Absolutely. Cause that's weird. But it doesn't have to be that way. Like it's we fall, we fall in, in, in under, like we fall into it. Like. But it's literally like, 
I went back because I had forth. my own brain. I want Cap. I'm sorry to cut you off. Well, I want no. Cap to work. I want him to buy a team or play whatever he want to do. But like you said, I want if, if Jay feel like he can make some changes inside and out, or if Jay making this move for himself and just out for Jay, so be it. Like he's still a businessman. Exactly. At the end of the day, like what Jay doing is for Jay first and foremost. At the end of the day, if it's helping other people, that's great and fine. But you can't say what he gonna do before he do it. Yeah, and he held a press conference, and this goes back to people reading captions and listening to sound bites. The press conference is forty six. And edit and watch edited versions. And watch edited versions. The real one is 46 minutes long. The one I saw that has the questions that I heard were omitted, mm-hmm. o- omitted from the original one, right? It's him, Roger Goodell, about 50 media people, Tata sitting behind him with his legs crossed in the windowsill. It's so funny to watch Tata's progression. Right, right, right. <laughs> Tata's like, he was the one that, the art, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Flashed R. Kelly. But, um, no, like, that shit was like, he literally sat up there and said, Charlamagne was there too. Yeah, Charlamagne asked the real questions because right. he know he ain't got no choice. And it's crazy because he interviewed somebody and they was like, somebody never asked about Cap. And he was like, no, I did. They cut it out. And that's when I knew I had to write the other version. Right, I knew right, it was right. another version because he said that. So um, they asked him about what the initiative is. They asked him about what brought it about. And they asked it about the relationship. Cool. They say the initiative is something that's already been created by the league from the Players Association that they're adding to. They've already spent over a million dollars in trying to do things with this initiative years before, within the last two years or so, right? Cool. They say, how's the relationship come about? Well, Jay's initiative with Meek has the Patriots owner attached to it. He's been around a Patriots owner. He's been around Roger Goodell. They see these guys in the room working towards change for reform. They see that they're serious about it. They know that they have an emergency in the NFL that they need to fix, mm-hmm. which is the that's the part they didn't say, but that's you know that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And they said this is the perfect guy. He's a rapper. He's Beyonce's people. He's the one that dissed us last year and said I don't need them. If he has we can an do amazing following, and if we can do business with the guy, mind you, also what nobody wants to give Jay credit for is a lot of people have said this. When you're in an office meeting with Jay Z, nobody tells Jay no. They just happy to be there. He walks in rooms and gets whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. So that has a certain effect on these types of people we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So he saying. said, "Cool, that's how the relationship built. We started talking. We figured some things out." That's business. They ain't going to tell us the rest of that. We get that. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you guys going to do? And what about all the um, local places where people are already boots on the ground doing things and blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. We want y'all to tell us what to do so we can help them, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to add to the things that are already going on. Right. That sounds like an opportunity to me. Sure. That sounds like it's time to start sending emails and saying, my homegirl has a non-profit, not my homegirl in that language. Right, right, right. My folk got a non-profit, you know, that da-da-da-da-da, and is doing this, and they have this, and da-da-da, and reach out. And when the NFL is busting his bag, even if it's just to prove something, mm-hmm. if they give her $10,000, mm-hmm. give him $5,000, give his situation $30,000, how much more does that help the situations of the people that we know right. that run organizations that do shit 365 days a year. Right. 
it's a big deal. I related to when Malik, um, Malik Moore, from the San Antonio Spurs, Rose, Malik Rose, right? I was thinking was it Rose or Moore? Mm-hmm. Malik, yeah, Malik Moore is the other guy. My bad. Malik Rose gave Finley's AAU. Forgive me if I'm mistaken. Shout out to Malik and Corey. And it was it was secretly. West Philly. It right. was under you know he ain't tell nobody. He gave them about fifty sixty thousand for their AAU program. I wasn't on the team no more. But I used to be on the team when we used to have to stand on upsell with buckets and cones and collect money to go on tournaments that were lesser than the tournaments we qualified for because we couldn't afford to go to those. Mm-hmm. Like, we was in Maryland when we were supposed to be in Florida for the Nationals. Mm-hmm. But we had to raise money to go to Maryland. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I know what that does to a program like that that's still going to make sure that the kids get out there and wash cars and earn a couple extra dollars so that they don't burn through this shit. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So it's like the backlash and the like, why, like, how come nobody gets the benefit of the doubt no more? Mm-hmm. How much do you have to do for people <laughs> in order for people to be like, let's just see what happens? Not, I know he's going to kill it, but like, yo, um, that's because everybody want to ride the wave now. Nobody is there at the So that takes us back to where we started. Right. Right. You see how frustrating this shit? Because it's all the same shit. Like, I literally sit around all day like, why everybody want to be a creative, but nobody wants to be creative? We about to, we about to, I, that's a whole <laughs> I'm about to go on a whole other tangent. That's for a whole other one. That's no, but this one. is what I'm saying. Like, it's very strange. Because that's about to open. I'm, I'm about, I, I, I don't even, I can't, like, that's crazy. Because no, like, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of lack of creativity out there. Um, I feel like I'm tired of seeing people doing the same thing. Even when it comes to music, samples are cool, but like, to what extent? Type shit. Right. Like, but and I mean, like, all right, use me. I'm a personality, and I love samples, but damn. I'm a personality. I'm an artist. I have a brand, but all of those things are built around me. Right. Being me. Right. If I didn't build them that way. You know how hard it would be to run around all the time trying to be the persona of what of right. whatever what like expectation is so at that, that point that exactly at that point i can't rely on anyone else's creativity i have to be creative in the ways that i'm creative in because i have to do things as me right you can't make you can't set up my stage production as anything that is opposite of my brand but my brand is me mm-hmm. it's like how many times today have I said something and you said, sip it with Sammy. Right. Like, that's me. Mm-hmm. And I think that when people find comfort and understanding in, one, what it means to brand something. Selfies all over your page and no product. Or selfies in product. If it's not makeup, it's stupid and it's redundant. Um, you just say you don't like selfies. Selfies on flyers. Stupid. Um... People put selfies on flyers? I'm going to yes. have to look now. now I'm it's probably going to notice it. People's obituaries are going to have selfies on them, yo. You're right. I'm I dead serious. Because they're going to be like, this is the only picture or the prettiest picture. Like, It's going to be like, what do you have to choose from? You're right. Because people don't even take real pictures no more. No, I heard a woman one time say, yeah, that's why I don't let people take pictures of me. I only take pictures of myself. And I was like, do you know how crazy that sounds? <laughs> Like, and you know what's funny? I tell these stories, and y'all be thinking I make this. Yo, I be around some of the weirdest motherfuckers in the world sometimes, yo. Clearly. And they say and they say some shit that just will blow your mind. Like, 
Did you just say you only allow yourself to take pictures of you? Now, this is another thing. Know your angles. Right. Which is, it's a model thing, but it's also become an excuse in social media to only take one angle. Yeah. Now, what happens is you choose an angle. How many niggas you know is over six foot five? Nobody sees you like this in real life. Right. Nobody. Right. right. And then when they see you in real life, you know what angle they see? <laughs> Everything you was hiding. Now you having man problems and dudes is hitting and quitting or not showing right, right, up for right. shit and all of that. You catfishing. Catfishing. All them filters. Catfishing. Right. Not to mention, you say, well, it's only Facebook. But 80% of the people that's going to see you today is on Facebook. Cool. You run that for two, three years. Now, when these people that's only seen you on Facebook see you in real life, they're not even going to be able to control their facial expression. They're going to be amazed, like, oh, my. F- <laughs> that's, that's you? You're going to be like, no, we've, you, you know, remember. Oh, I just sh- cut my hair. You know why they, you know why they ain't going to know? Because they ain't 6'5". They ain't seeing that. They're not seeing what you represent. they don't have filters, filters in the eyeballs. And it's just like. It don't make like why are you setting yourself up like if and I said this earlier if you want every if I just want somebody to love me for me you gotta love you for you first true and then you gotta show them you right and mind you I understand there are um <laughs> I hate saying that so I'm gonna say this there are bigger women out here because I almost said BBW because BBW is weird because the second B is for beautiful. And every big girl thinks she's a BBW. It's very strange. It's like diva. Like, it's just, I'm a woman. I can say it. Like, no, it's not you. Right. But there are plenty of men on my timeline that love them. Yeah. Profess their love for them daily. So if you want somebody to love you for you, show him you. Because right. that's what he want. Right. right. You're going to get somebody that is just expecting some titties to show up and you bringing all that. You're going to have some heartbreak. And if you have insecurities, oh, now we're coming full circle. I should be a preacher. Right. Right. Then you don't need that love. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? Because this is a fact. You don't need to put yourself through that shit. You're already insecure. Show a man what he about to get. Make sure the man that you get wants what he fucking coming to. Because mind you, once a nigga spin that tab or blow off his whole day or get ready to get to, he going to fuck you. But then? And then you're going to put up a Facebook post, niggas ain't shit, do anybody date anymore. Yes, there's plenty of women running around here getting dates. It's just not you. So now when you put that up, you got more bitches laughing at you than co-signing, but the motherfuckers that's laughing don't comment because the only people that comment is people that feel safe because they co-signing. Right. Because if you don't co-sign, you get the lead of the block. Oh, I should be a reverend. Reverend of what? I don't know. Nonsense, probably. But oh, okay. No, I'm not putting myself on that pedestal. But I'm just saying, like, all, this shit, all these conversations come full circle because it's all revolved around you, the same shit. And it's like, when you really look at it like that, how do you want to represent yourself? When you when you when you go outside of the excuses that you've made, or the excuses that they've really, made, we really like preaching. How do you how do you feel about yourself? Right. 
Like, how do you like? How do you want to represent yourself? Like, why do you care about it that much? Why does it take you fifty of the same selfie to pick one or two to I'm post? I'm guilty of it. I'm so guilty of why? it. Why? You being too hard on yourself? No, it don't. You being right too hard on? See what I'm saying? I don't say fifty. It might be four. Oh, but. see, I, I got a rule, and it's not even a rule. It's a deal I made with my homegirls. Three to five is fine. Okay. Three to five. Okay, because I do like four. I've seen a, I've seen a girl, and it's one of my homegirls I made to deal with. She pulled her phone out one time, she was looking for a picture of the sun. And you know, women always do the fast scroll, because they don't want you to see the other shit. So she did the... <laughs> and for like the... <laughs> it was the same picture like 20 times. I just seen green. I'm like, yo, what the hell was that? <laughs> she God. stops it. It's her with the eagle shirt in her car 50 times. No. And I'm not exaggerating. When I say it was a roll, like sometimes how they do 50 pictures in a row. No. Now, I'm going to tell you women something because I know y'all don't like listening to men about men, but I'm a man and I know men. It ain't that serious for us, yo. If you're doing it for us. I feel like you're doing it to compete against other women. Because at the well, same no, time. I'm doing it. I'm a perfectionist. You, I just want my best you, picture. But if you're beautiful, you're beautiful even if you don't look perfect. Okay. I do four. You see what I'm saying? No, four is fine. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, and the other side of that, it's a part two to that. What's the part two? I got two? a secret. What's that? The camera can only take see, what's in front of it. I did three. One, two, three. The camera can only take what's in front of it. True. So at a certain point, you're forcing this shit to try to create magic, and then you're going to put a filter on it. Oh, bam, two. You heard me? Yeah, I hear you. I don't and then you're going to put a filter on it. I don't like, do yo, you don't love you. I don't do filters. And now you want to complain about... Men that can't multitask. They they read your Facebook and was like, yo, she corny. Right. See a picture, see a mirror, take a selfie. I grew up where oh, looking no. at yourself in every it mirror was, was vanity. Mm-hmm. Constantly looking at your reflection was vanity. But you stand in the mirror and take 15 pictures and tell us, I saw, I saw a mirror, I took a, a selfie. No, you were in a bathroom. There's mirrors in every bathroom in America. Right, you just had to pee. And we don't want to see bathrooms. Right. Who the fuck cares? You ain't even in a... Like, yo, I don't even see nice... Ba- like, I love if a chick was like, yo, this bathroom is so nice. Right. That's not the... Fo- that's not the, 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 the projection. That's not what they're trying to present. What they're trying to present is the caption, which is, I'm sexy. Look at me killing them. While the nigga that's paying for them to be in that bathroom is sitting at the table like, yo, what the fuck is this bitch doing? Taking selfies. <laughs> and then he gonna go on her Instagram later and she gonna post one plate. Spent $500 tonight. You can't even show my drink. No face, no trace. I'm about to say, you know you can't show a face. It's bullshit. I don't show the plate either, though. It's bullshit. We will never see the face. We see the baby bump. Stop. Where the baby bump come from? Then you know what happens? We still don't see the face because by the baby shower, he ain't with your ass. See, I don't post my... I don't post, <laughs> but I don't post my folks anyway. I, I just don't post my folks. I'm private. I don't post my. I don't post my kids. I don't post my folks. What I'm saying is, I'm just saying. I, I, but no, not for you, because you understand. For people listening, what I'm saying is, everything isn't about the example. It's about the motivation behind the example. You know what I mean? It's about why do you do what you do? Right. To it's be in the in crowd. That's what they're doing. Not even that. It's my business why you do what you do. But it's about the fact that you actually act like you're doing something noble when you're restricting yourself. Mm-hmm. When you're doing things that actually don't make you better. And then when somebody tells you, like, yo, that's not really where you need to be at, mm-hmm. you say, let me be great. 
Why is let me be great always associated with being the worst form of yourself you could possibly be? Right. Like, I don't understand. It's like... Oxymoronish. People found a way to just, if I can make it sound cool, then it's lit. Like, no. That's true. Life is life. You did some crazy shit. You've made some mistakes. Some of that shit was your fucking fault. But now, suck it up and keep it moving. Let's and rock do out. And let's do no, better. Why can't we see? And that's the thing. No matter where you start at, we can always see you progressing. Right. You should be wanting to show progression. Right. You, if you get in a helicopter ride, I don't want to see your face in a helicopter ride. I want to see the motherfucking view. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I saw your face. I saw your face every day. Mm-hmm. Same angle. Same passenger seat, driver seat, whatever the fuck. I seen it. You over the Grand Canyon. Let me see that love. Because um, the face you showing me ain't even the face you had when you seen it. It was the one you thought would look cool when you posted it. Mm-hmm. If you were showing me the... And it was natural, love to see that face. Give me that face. Mm-hmm. Don't give me the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Killing it. Yo, you stupid. I make 34 look like 22. And you look like you're 45 and miserable and nervous. Yeah, Your eyes sure. don't even look comfortable in the picture. And you took it 18 times. You still ain't figured out a way to look natural. Right, right, right. What's that? It's a thing. Like, it's a thing. My bad. I spent half the episode ranting about the same shit. My bad. That's all good. But these is facts. And these is the things that be in my head. No, because like I said, as a formal, overly insecure person, I hate to see people fucking box themselves in that way. It's really a mental restraint and it causes a lot of mental illness. Right. Yeah. It causes a lot of mental illness. I think social media has a lot to do with that anyway. It puts too much pressure. Well, see, the thing is, social media is like money. It just shows you bigger. It, you you are who you are. Like people say, well, it's just social media. Social media is the real world for the simple fact. Like I said, eighty percent of the people that's gonna see you today are gonna see you online. So if you fake online, you fake in life. Yeah, I mean that's a whole other kind. <laughs> like that's a fact. I don't even like the titles of friends and followers. That shit freaks me out. I don't like those either. But you know what they are? They're marketing techniques. It freaks me out. If someone's following me, I'm freaked out. I don't like that. But you see, on there, you control what they follow. And that's my point. You control what they follow. So where are you directing them? Still, in with real you, life, if anyone's following you, you in you any show, contact that you can, you giving them breadsticks to go the wrong way, they still follow you. Doesn't but matter. that's the thing. People don't realize that. <laughs> what you said is, is probably my point. People is leading crumbs to motherfuckers to go the wrong way. Right. And then when motherfuckers follow that way, they're not happy about it. Mm-hmm. They don't like it, but they didn't fucking pay attention to nobody that said, "You know what you should really be doing mm-hmm. is trying to build motherfuckers right. up and build yourself up and build your people up." Because at the same time, that's better time spent, and we can joke all fucking day. Right. I like the joke. Right. I love the joke. I could be the joke. It's no problem. But at the same time, what the fuck else are you doing? Yeah. Even friends, like you friends with people you don't even know. Like you, you can be friends with someone you've never met and will never meet, and then you're like, I don't understand it. <laughs> well, what's going to happen is, um, the interpretation of friends is going to mean something different to I've your kids. I've always said that. It's not going to mean the same thing to your kids. I've always said it, but it's funny because I was going through um, my Instagram feed. And my son was like, who is that? I was like, my friend. He was like, mom, everybody you know is not your friend. I'm like, oh. So he knows. 
Oh. He's aware right now. I was like, okay. I was like, no, but that's really my friend though. Like, I really know her. No, that's a real one. Like, yeah. like <laughs> but that's what's crazy because the difference is day ones, real ones. Right. And it just be like, they not even you. Whatever, yo. A day one could be somebody you really not, don't, that you just met. Like, all right, let's talk about friends. Because people don't have the right connotation. We're, we're friends. So let's explain friends, right? Okay. Often, I meet people in business and I show them love and I show them respect for what they bring to the situation and they say damn yo first time i ever met somebody like that was when i met you like you really just showed me love from the gate you weren't on no shit da, 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 boo, boo. and i just start thinking like well who is your best friend right who are you who right and, and i mean i don't i'm not judging them i feel bad for them because that means you went your whole life without somebody that just genuinely gave you love outside of probably your family i guess right. i don't know how far that it might even mean inside more so than outside i don't know but it's like it's just i appreciate it because i have no problem giving you love especially right. if you needed it yeah, but god yeah. damn it like you know what i mean friends i have that like really just it don't matter like we gone like yeah. it is what it is like no you good what we doing like no like yo do that like i don't how much can i really do for somebody that i met more than somebody i've been around my whole life mm-hmm. for them to say something like that mm-hmm. it's something i've been trying to figure out it is not a pat myself on the back situation. It's literally like you know how close I am to my friends. And you know how much we all do for each other. Like I got right. a squad of college homies that's like monumental. Like this shit don't happen. Like I appreciate that kind of shit. But mm-hmm. I wonder why I'm so blessed with it and people who struggle with it. They be damn near 40. Yeah. Yeah. Acting like they always had to do something to get something. Right. And that's crazy. People, again, I always talk about people don't understand relationships. They don't understand how to build relationships, how to cultivate relationships, how to maintain relationships. I think that's really important because um, I feel like your progression is, like, kind of based on the relationships that you have, right? What's the cornerstone of building a relationship? I feel like with me and your relationships and people that I've known from childhood relationship is we appreciated and accepted each other for who they were. Absolutely. And it wasn't much deeper than that. Yeah. It spiraled into other things. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it was like, well, that's the person from school that was cool. And they ain't somebody I'm going to be with every day, but they fucking cool. Right. And then when we found need to be around each other more often, it was comfortable because we had a mutual respect. I think it's kind of simple. Like, what would you think? What would your cornerstones be? Are they similar? I agree. Um, I definitely think it, it, it. I definitely would agree with you. Um, but I feel like again, and we said this before too. It's kind of like the way in which you know someone, mm-hmm. the way that you met someone, um, the or- organics of the relationship. I guess mm-hmm. um, because I feel like if we met anybody that we went to school with outside of school, I don't know if our relationships would be the same. Which is true, but I think that that's kind of why I related it back to our relationship and knowing right. each other so long because that's innocent. I think you get to a certain point where you get in business or whatever and you start looking for certain things in people and the fact of just appreciating and accepting isn't so much anymore. Now it becomes about how they dress and it becomes about right, who they, they associate with. Know, it becomes right. about who what lane of business mm-hmm, they're in and it mm-hmm. becomes about if what you they like, can do for you. If you like it. something that's associated with them. Like a lot of things blur just appreciating there be people popping up, and I'm just wondering, like, what their agenda is. Because, you know, I don't trust nobody. I don't trust a soul. Well, and where you're at right now, 
and you're in a building phase you've been in the building phase and we you, you're going to stay in the building phase but where you're at right now like at your phase of building you're going to get a lot of that yeah and the thing is to filter but not to filter from a perspective of why do you who are you but more so of why do you care mm-hmm Find That's out before you block somebody. Because I was coming from, what do you them. want? <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Find <laughs> out cause because sometimes be agenda, I always feel like everybody have an agenda. Like I ain't talked to you in but two if years. Like, but if their agenda is going to benefit you without hurting, harming you, then what's the harm in it? Right. Like it could build you. It could like there's people that we went to school with that I look back and I'm like, man, this it's nigga. also people that just hit me up right around powerhouse. Like you want a powerhouse? Can I come with you? Like. <laughs> No, that's that too. Folks, like, but like, that's the thing. Like, I think people shut down a lot of things because they don't want to filter. I've heard major niggas, um, 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 the owners, the owners of QC, P, and um, um what's his name? Damn, nigga, they used to manage Jeezy. Um, Coach K, mm-hmm. Coach K and P. Nigga said, I go through all my DMs. Might be something in there. So how are people not at day level? And they like they don't want to go through the process of filtering. I definitely go through. I, I agree. I definitely, I definitely receive every message. Um, like you said, you got to filter. You got to filter. And that's when I get to that process of, I guess now was like, what do you care for? Where originally it was, what do you want? Yeah, because the what do you want shit is paranoia, and it comes from a couple places. Where we come from. Yeah. My experiences. Right. So like, I don't think I don't think if I hadn't had the experience, but in I business, had, I be in business, when it comes it's to looking, social, when it comes to social media. You can't really do that. But I wasn't even talking about social media per se. It'd be, I mean, not even just social media. This is just every people facet. popping up. Just people no, popping. But I, mean, I had even the same number since like 2004. Like yeah, that's a big thing too, though. But I will never change my number because but for at that the reason, because it's a gift and a curse. But at the same time, this might be somebody that had a conversation with somebody that was like, "You see, so I'm doing a thing with this," and it was like, "Yo, I know somebody," or "Yo, I've been doing this." You're right. Like you never, f- You're right. like you never know, and it's so weird because like I have in my DMs the requested drones from people that I don't follow. And I went through them Jones the other night, and I seen a couple Jones that I wish I probably would have seen a little earlier. Right. To be honest. I feel you. That's a that's a good way to look at it. That's a good perspective. Uh, I take. I'll You're take not above filtering. Like, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of people. That's kind of like the I'm my notifications. I thought I was no, lit. It was like like filter through that shit. I'm used to everybody's agenda. I'm used to not being able to trust people, and I'm used yeah, to yeah. But at the same people time, people have an agenda that will harm me, like for their benefit. That I, but I will be to my disadvantage. You have to at that point. You have to give yourself credit. You've been filtering people your whole life for uh, more dangerous situations. And mind you, this is your livelihood. So I'm not saying I, when I'm saying danger, I'm not talking about that. Right. But I'm saying like in business, you got to see what's out there, and you can't shut it off to. If it didn't happen in the right place or at the right time around the right people, that it, it might not be an opportunity. And a lot of the times when you start second-guessing things instead of investigating them, you cut off the opportunity. Right. You know what I mean? Because you're going to investigate any fucking way if you care. But right. if you care about what you're trying to do, then you need to just filter. Yeah. Like you got to filter. Like, it's a thing. Like, I can't keep hearing bosses saying that they still fucking respond to shit. And then everybody else act like, yo, don't hit me up. Like, right. what the fuck? Like, not what I was saying, you know that. But, like, mm-hmm. it's just like, we ain't above none of that shit yet, yo. Until we can pay somebody to filter through that shit, because it still has to be filtered through. Right. Then we gotta fucking do it. But them niggas still do it personally. Yeah, I was about to say, I still, to some extent, want to do some things personally. Um, 
think you I always want to control your narrative. You never want sure. nobody else to dictate I always what, say that. what opportunities make oh, sense yeah, for you I and don't make that. sense for you. Because sometimes something might come up that's abstract as fuck and then it was lit and they was like, well, she not into that. And it's like, oh my God, fucking yeah. Right. Damn, call them. No, right. they booked that three months ago. Like, damn. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's like and when that I. Has to me. I'm be honest with you. That has happened to me. I used to tell artists, like, yo, if they let you in a meeting, go to the meeting. If I don't want to be in all the meetings. Bro. Right. For nothing. You do. You absolutely do. Not for nothing. They don't get to give each other extra percentages behind your back in front of you. Right. They might can make phone calls behind your back and do what they're going to do, whatever. But two, you're going to learn some shit because you're going to see what's on the table once they start talking. And yeah. that's something that helps you leverage. And that's what Nipsey did. Nipsey right. ran around at all these meetings and then said, oh, that's how they come in. I got to do this. Talk to the OG. Said, if I do this, then they got to come at me like this. All right, then I'm going to do this. And then when I get this, then it's going to be this. And then I'm going to drop my album. Right, right. And then Nipsey died Nipsey. It's, that's a whole. Whole other thing, right? Yeah. No, but like, this is this is like, it's like, it's literally like. That was very strategic of him. Um because Nipsey could have dropped the album a long time ago. And a lot of to a lot of people they feel like he did, so he was still cool. Because the album is a monetization thing. Like all of these mm-hmm. titles right. all these titles come from business. Mm-hmm. A mixtape is something that you don't get paid for. Mm-hmm. An album is something that they blow the budget on. Shit like that. But in today's day and age when we have to do everything, then we get to classify whatever the fuck we want until the bag comes. Mm-hmm. So for most people the album is the one that the label puts the bag behind. Yeah, I agree, but I also feel like his priority, like he loved music. I, we know that, you know, we know he loved music, but I feel like... His um, priority was his, progression. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. His priority was progression. Exactly. But see, that's why we appreciate him. That's why, and that's another thing, compare Nipsey to Tupac. Like, I get it. It's Kylie shit. They're figures of people that were, um, my, had a mindset to progression of the people. But at the same time, why do we have to care who the people love more? Right. But I also feel like Pac died so much more prematurely that he didn't. He was just. I feel like he was just pivoting and was could have made. Those he didn't moves, even have the time to do. But what he Nipsey didn't have did. the opportunity to do what Nipsey did. Like Nipsey had what eight more years. I think the perfect. So? I think the perfect Pac quote is: "I may not be the man to change the world, but I'm a spark the brain." That whatever that quote was. Mm-hmm. That I feel like Nipsey was one of those, and not the only one. And that's another thing we gotta stop acting like all well, oh, these shit is anomalies. I think that the spark was was inspired, like mm-hmm. through a lot of people, and Nipsey was a representation of that. And also, we seen his mom, we mm-hmm. seen his dad, we seen his brother. We know what he was surrounded by. We mm-hmm. know what love he comes from. We know what awareness he comes from. Mm-hmm. We know what we know that he was the guy that ran around the industry telling everybody what books to read. Mm-hmm. But he was the gangster rapper, which means I he love read that he went back to his, He went back to Eritrea. I love that. Uh-huh. Did you um ever hear him talk about that? Yeah, he said he ain't want to go. His brother, he yeah. was he was lit in the streets. His brother yeah. like, no, we out. But you know what? That's his brother's wisdom. Right. His brother was like, you about to get so deep, you need to come see some like now, like fuck that, we out. And if you watch the videos, I, I did. They over there looking like they ain't copping. I did. Looking crazy. Yeah. And this nigga is sad for the. He said for the first couple of weeks he was salty. Right. He said then he bought into it. He realized what he was in. But it's like his brother knew that, and that's why I mentioned his brother when I said his mom, his dad, his brother, because like, his brother was a major part of steering him, mm-hmm. as a man, because dad, mom going through whatever. We both in the streets in a different country. His brother caught the case he caught, had the money he co- he had, but they always had that 
it's like foundation. Yeah, and it's like that. It's a thing in art where it's like they leave that circle at the top. So yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. they always had. They always right. seen that. They right, always right, knew right, that right. that was there. And it's very strange, but it's, it's dope. Funny you said that. But you pointed to the top of your head. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we were together or no, we were not together. Um, but people always say your third eye is here, but your third eye is really yeah. up here. Mm-hmm. So it's just important that you said that because I just learned that. So it's funny that you said that. Um, Sometimes I'm amazed by the, the shit I know. Mm-hmm. Because I used to think as a kid that I knew so many raps that it Shout was. Shout out to Softly Rugged. I'm sorry because I learned it from my girl Monique O'Neill. It's awfully rugged, and she's so righteous, and she knows so much, and she's an herbalist, and she's she put you thorough. on. Yeah, she was on a podcast, and she was explaining a lot of stuff about different no, parts of your body. Mm-hmm. But I just learned about that, so my bad to cut you off. Think about hair, think about hats, all of that is it's, it's it's a lot of stuff tied into that. Yeah, yeah. But um, which is why well, we'll talk. But it's very strange. Like sometimes I think about like that I even know some stuff because when I was a kid, I thought that part of the reason I wasn't getting stuff in school was because I knew too many rap lyrics. Like, my head was just, I was blocking the, the, the space. Like, I didn't have enough RAM right, right, right. for more than all of these. I used to know every song. And right. not just rap, but I used to know every song. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and I used yeah. to feel that way. But as I got older, I realized that a lot of the things I wasn't retaining, I didn't agree with. No, right not now. even interested. Like, my, my least favorite subjects was American history and world history. Mm. And, I'm memorizing dates and times and names of people that didn't do what the hell you telling. And I know that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to retain that mm-hmm. when you know that. You know what I mean? It's like learning a lie. Yeah. Like my favorite subjects was math, science, shit that you could prove. Right, right. Black history. Like things that you could prove. Right, right, like right. there was a timeline to it. And even with a lot of the black list, black history that we were allowed to receive, some of that was slanted. Mm-hmm. Even in the environment we were in that gave it to us as raw as they could. Some of that wasn't exactly how they documented it. Right. Because d- there was a lack of documentation, there was forces against them that we couldn't get the whole story to. Losers so don't write history books. Right. To know where it goes, the spoils. Mm-hmm. Losers don't write history right. books. Period. That's what I'm saying. And it's just fucking crazy. But it's been another episode of Sip with Sammy. Sam below Barstool Rug. I am Sip with Sammy. This is Saf. Saf, tell the people about your platforms and all of that. I want to make sure you do that every time. Appreciate that, bro. So, you know, you can check magazine.com, a positive platform digital magazine. We're a lifestyle magazine. We cover everything from sports, entertainment, fashion, business, education. But everything is from a positive perspective. So check us out on magazine.com. And she my family, so all she should need is my stamp. But um, y'all see enough of her on here to realize why y'all should fuck with her too and why y'all should follow her platform. Because she keep it raw on here, but that's a professional situation that she holds down better than what you even could imagine. So that's what we into right now. My nigga! Yo, yo. It's a wrap. Preguntan en Avenida Do, ¿dónde está Candé?
truck, but bigger truck. Gas going up, none give none fuck. Elevate me, hustle me, town is up. Top of mountain, we down me up. Let's go. Sip with some, raise glass high. Run home if cash dry. Google foreign, trip different. None speak, this twist still pimping. Can't fall in for true, checks coming. Told y'all, it's an intron, it's just nothing. It's only way so, so fuck it, me only way up, me only way up, Sam in this bitch, your bitch getting tough, fuck it, me only way up. Estoy arriba, allá arriba, allá arriba, estoy arriba, estoy arriba, allá arriba, nothing will stop me, I'm all the way up. Do what you want, ladies, what you need, to make a woman found me a following. And yellow with the plane, we gone overseas. The black on the streets, so you're good with me. 